Arizona's Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling and much excitement this week. I've got some great news to share with you, says the voice on my local radio station, KJZZ. We've got some double-digit days coming up tomorrow, in June. Double digits. Now, to explain, here in the USA, as I'm sure you're aware, the temperature is still measured in old money, in Fahrenheit. So right now, if I have a look at my phone... Right now, it's 100 degrees here in Phoenix, or 38, as you might know it as, which is actually quite low for this time of the year. So 100 degrees, clearly triple digits. We tend to see triple digit days here in Phoenix from, well, kind of May till September, really. So there was so much excitement this week when the high temperature for one day was just 99 degrees. (laughs) Only double digits. I mean, yeah, that's still about 37. But yeah, quite cool for this time of the year. I'm clearly not a Phoenix native. But even though this is only my third summer, even I can tell it is a bit cooler than it has been in mid-June in previous years. We are very much in the no-sock weather. Well, as I said, till at least September, probably October. Now, despite the relative cool... (laughs) I have found myself carrying around a little teeny spray bottle, which I fill with cold water. (laughs) Whenever I feel a bit hot, all the time, sitting at my desk, doing some cooking, whatever it might be, squirt, 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 little spray. (laughs) It's lovely. It's like my own personal mister system. And it does mean I don't have to set my home air conditioning to kind of fridge freezer level. So, you know, win, win. Last weekend, we set off on another adventure in the camper. Hooray! The birthday trip that we'd had to postpone, if you remember, after catalytic converter theft gate. We booked a couple of nights in Catalina State Park, just northeast of the city of Tucson. It's about a couple of hours or so south from our place here in North Phoenix. After a bit of a shaky start where we couldn't get the fridge to work and then realised we had virtually no petrol whilst hurtling down the I-10 motorway in the middle of the desert and then realising the temporary number plate stuck on by the dealer had come unstuck. We managed to find it, thank goodness, and then had to find a shop to find sellotape to then stick it back on and blah, blah, blah. We did finally roll into our spot just after sunset. We set up camp and watched the dog hassle a couple of spiders near the shower block. Oh, look, said the ten-year-old. Brown recluse spiders. They've got a necrotic venom, don't you know? (laughs) This is YouTube she learns all of this from. What's that now? I said. Well, they won't kill you, she said, but you might have to go to hospital if they bite you. (laughs) I vowed at that moment never to wear flip-flops at night again in Arizona. Nah. There's something great, isn't there, about arriving somewhere at night and then waking up and wondering what the view is going to be like. And ooh, Catalina State Park did not disappoint. Oh, just beautiful. The Catalina Mountains, obviously, all around, stunning. And then, according to the map, a river. The Cañada del Oro, just about a 10 minutes walk or so from where we were staying. As it was approximately a billion degrees, we were very excited. We actually put on our swimming cozies and hiked through the no-doubt spider and snake-risen desert, through a clearing, and there was the river, snaking through the desert. Pretty wide, pretty deep as well, actually. 
no water in it, <laughs> completely and utterly dry. <laughs> I mean, I've never felt quite so daft. <laughs> My friend Sarah, who was born and raised here in Phoenix, laughed when she saw the pictures I posted of the completely dry river at Sam Walker Radio on Instagram. Oh, she said, I remember when my husband first moved here, I did have to educate him that in Arizona, a river really doesn't mean water, especially if you're talking spring or the summer, despite the river maybe being quite big. She then told me a brilliant story of the Great Papago Escape. Now, in December 1944, 25 German prisoners of war tunnelled out of a facility where they were being held in Papago Park in Phoenix. The tunnel had been built over weeks and all the men made it out without alerting any of the guards. They had a plan. They built a collapsible raft out of wood and scraps of rubber and had managed to hide it all from the guards. They then headed for the Salt River. The plan was to make a quick escape down the Salt River into the nearby Gila River, then down the Colorado River and out into the Gulf of Mexico and freedom. Except you don't need me to tell you what happened next, do you? <laughs> The raft was dumped, of course. I mean, just imagine it. Months of meticulous planning, painstaking hoarding of materials, designing the raft, building the raft, building the tunnel, escaping, freedom in your sights, and then the awful realisation, rivers in Arizona don't mean water. <laughs> I mean, how gutting. The men went on to split up into small groups and while some were captured fairly quickly, others stayed on the run for weeks and weeks. Brilliantly, one group were actually captured when they were turned into the authorities when a bunch of cowboys <laughs> spotted them washing their undies in a canal in a town called Gila Bend. Imagine. <laughs> Everything about that story is amazing. Despite the lack of swimming opportunities, we did have a wonderful weekend. No campfires this time as we are very much in no burn season now in Arizona as the risk of forest fire is just too great. You might have seen on the news there have been some pretty devastating blazes around at the moment, but we played a lot of card games, managed not to get bitten by brown recluse spiders and hung out with some absolutely lovely horses owned by an elderly couple who'd driven down from Queen Creek to celebrate their 45 first wedding anniversary they were ace i love the fact you can just nip away for the weekend and take your horse because arizona right whilst we were away for the weekend i had a notification that the alarm that i'd bought for the catalytic converter this little gadget which you can attach to your vehicle which goes berserk if anyone rocks or tips it or tries to nick your catalytic converter well i had this notification that it had been delivered phew I was pleased. I'll sleep a bit better, I thought, knowing that if any tow rags try to shimmy underneath the motorhome again, I'll get a warning. Got home to find the parcel containing said security device had been stolen. <laughs> I mean, it just beggars belief, eh? Thanks very much indeed. I spent a little bit of time on the Next Door app this week as well, as I'd had an alert that a mountain lion had been spotted about a mile from my house. An actual mountain lion. I mean, I know I live right next to a mountain, but it's still incredible to think an animal of that size is just trotting around the neighbourhood. I mean, I'm in suburbia here. There's the mountain lion just hanging out next to a Walmart and a Starbucks. But whilst perusing the message boards, I found what I think is one of my all-time favourite posts. 
It was a photograph of a stack of tinned food in a local supermarket. Has anyone tried this? asked the poster. What exactly is it? How do you use it? The photograph was of about 200 tins of spam. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, of course, the Monty Python song has been in my head all week long, but I actually thought spam was an American food, one developed for soldiers during World War II. And actually, a lot of my fellow neighbours also knew this story. What I didn't know is that spam is hugely popular to this day in Hawaii. And it's on the menus of most local cafes there and a regular on the dinner table of pretty much every Hawaiian family. Now, I don't know about you, but if I think of Hawaii, I think white sands, crystal seas, palm trees, volcanoes, the hula, juicy pineapples. Never spam. <laughs> spam is not something that springs to mind when I think of Hawaii. But you know what? From now on. It absolutely will be, and I'm sure it will be for you as well. So you're welcome. Now, before I head off to spray myself down for the 49th time today, it would be remiss of me not to mention a man who was such a lovely friend to me over so many years when I worked at the BBC. You may have heard that the sports presenter Dominic Busby died this week. So much too young and died so suddenly after a really short illness. Do you know, there are some people you meet who just exude kindness. And Dom was absolutely one of them. I lost count of the number of times when I'd be fed up and grumpy at 4am on a Sunday morning at 5 Live and his smile and warmth and genuine delight to see me made me feel so much better. It was a horrible shock to find out just a few weeks ago how ill he was and Although I knew it was inevitable, hearing the news of his death today was just so dreadfully sad. Don Busby, brilliant, passionate sports broadcaster, proud Yorkshireman and truly wonderful man. I'll miss you, my friend. <laughs>